This episode is brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, baby. Dudes, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. With BlueChew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Get it? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our Douglas Movies listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DLM at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DLM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Back to the show. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 ads and popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug, and I love scary movies. That's right. This is Doug Loves Scary Movies, recording on Sunday, October 8th, 2023. Kingsman, the Golden Circle of Friends with Benefits, a Wonderful Life, as we know it could happen to you. Only live twice in a lifetime. Cop and a half. Nelson of Rambo, First Blood, Part 2 for the Roadhouse Sitter. <laughs> Roadhouse Sit Terminator 2, Judgment Dazed. And confused cars, cynic and old lace in the whole school of rock. My guests today are all returning participants, which is a really sexy expression, returning participants. Uh, <laughs> give it up in your own homes. Applaud to yourselves for Joe Lidge, Rachel McCarty, and Monica Nevy. Hello. Yay, hello. Yay. 
Yay. <laughs> I don't know if we're supposed to be clapping to like screw things up, but yay, everybody. Yay. We're all, we're all second dates. No, I just am so used to saying like at the shows with an audience, you know, give it up for, and then just now I started to say that and it doesn't make sense because they're, everyone's just listening at, at home uh, to this one. <laughs> there is no audience, but thank you all of you for being here wherever you are back after his win last week. It's Joe Lynch. Hey, Joe. Hi, everybody. You're not sick of me yet. Well, we'll see how this goes. Yeah, let's check in at the end. Let's do a, a check in at the end. See if everyone is still cool with you. Last night, uh, I accidentally called your your latest motion picture suitable flesh. I in a conversation, I called it sustainable flesh, which you, you seem to be doing that a lot. It's I, but that could be like uh, you know um, the more environmental uh, sequel to suitable. Flesh. I would. I would. I would much prefer it have a. I would much have it uh, rather it be a sustainable box office when it comes out October twenty seventh uh, in theaters. I love it. <laughs> I'll take uh, that. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, thanks for being uh, back again, and we'll uh, we'll plug it again one more time uh, at the end of the show. Also okay. returning is uh, someone who appeared on the uh, Seattle episode we did earlier this year, and that's Monica Nevy. Hello, Monica. Hello. Thank you for having me back. How are things in the Pacific Northwest? They're hotter than they should be, so we're uncomfortable, but I think we're, <laughs> we're doing okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't think of it as being hot very often there, so it's it's been no. a, weather-wise, it's been a weird year, I think. Uh, well, and by hot, I mean area. 72, so that's, you know. <laughs> right. Maybe yeah, not for everybody still, else. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm going to be up there in Tacoma on Saturday, October 21st. Uh, unfortunately, Monica is going to be out on the road uh, on that date, but I still, uh, I'm sure I'll manage to come up with some uh, some excellent guests. Yes. And joining us over Zoom a bunch of times, it's Rachel McCartney. Hey, Rachel. Is it a bunch of times now? That's so exciting. Right, because you you had a nice run there where you won a few weeks in a row. No, I and, think you, and you must be thinking of back. someone else. No way! <laughs> I swear you won uh, a couple of times. I've, I've seen five movies in my entire life. I'm confused <laughs> as to why you even asked me to do this a second time. <laughs> <laughs> I do not remember it being that. Well, you know, maybe you did well because I just happened to mention the five movies that you you have seen. I don't know. I don't know what Perhaps. happened. There. But yeah, I really, uh, you know, you should run with it that I perceive you as a champion. And uh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> I, th I think you're wrong, but we can go with it. Okay. Well, that's the thing is I don't really the keeping track of the stats isn't really my uh, my thing. So it's all based on memory after uh, doing this thing for 17 years now. And uh, so in my mind, in my heart, Rachel McCartney is a champion. Hell yes. And, and thank you for being here today. Joe, of course, won last week. So that's why he's back. And uh, it's also just really in his wheelhouse what, we, what we're doing this month because I uh, mostly do uh, scary, you know, the games involve scary movies uh, just to be in the spirit of the season and also give people some uh, ideas of movies to watch. Because at this point, there's thousands of horror movies out there on all those 
damn streamers and stuff and um you know somebody's got to help people pick what to watch so that being said okay. recommendation all month long is i ask each of you each of my guests to recommend a scary movie joe lynch what have you got this week so I am always of the mindset because there's always the stable of there's the Halloween movies, there's the nightmare movies. Um, you know, a lot of people, for some reason, have been talking a lot uh, this season about uh, Night of the Demons. I don't know if you've ever seen the uh, 1980s uh, Kevin Tenney movie with uh, Leanna Quigley called Night of the Demons, which is always fun. Um, people want kind of that spookablast kind of sensibility, those like roller coaster movies. Um, there's also Hocus Pocus. For all you know, for all of you family members out there that want to, you know, watch something that's kind of fun and spooky and not freak the kids out completely. Um, that said, I want to delve into something that is a little harder to find. You might have to go to a you know a, a non-streaming platform for this on <clears throat> YouTube, um, you know, to see it you know <laughs> in its current state. But it is a movie that uh, I recently just watched, uh, and I'm curious if anyone else had seen it. Um, it's, it's been remade before, uh, and a lot of people didn't even know it was a remake at the time, but it's a movie that came out in the eighties, uh, in 1986 called the hitcher. And it's, uh, it's written by the guy who did, uh, near dark, Eric red and body parts. Um, it was, uh, directed by Robert Harmon. It was his first film. It stars Rutger Hauer. This is the, the sexy and evil Rutger Hauer, uh, and C. Thomas Howell and Jennifer Jason Lee in, um, in this, in a fantastic role. And it's, it's hard to find only because of rights, but there is a version that's going to be coming out on Blu-ray. It's one of those movies that like every single one of these like bespoke uh, retro Blu-ray companies like Shout Factory or Vinegar Syndrome have been trying to snap up for years. But it's finally coming out uh, in, in the next couple months. And I implore people to see this. Now, whether you saw it in the 80s on HBO like I did, or maybe caught it, you know, on a streamer. It kind of pops up here and there. It was on Hulu a couple of years ago for a minute. But this movie is one of the one of the scariest films I have ever seen, and it's also one of the most gorgeously shot horror films ever. Um, it was shot by John Seal, who recently did a little movie called Mad Max: Fury Road, and you know, and multiple other heard films of it, like uh, like you might have heard of it, like Road Warrior and stuff. Uh, it's a very simple story about a kid who's driving from, uh, I think it's Chicago to L.A. with a uh, back in the day when you would actually like hire nefarious youngsters to like drive a car from, you know, from one side of the country to the other. And he's just driving along the uh, the Texas uh, border and he comes across a, a hitchhiker. He picks the hitchhiker up, played by Rudger Hauer, and uh, that hitchhiker then decides to fuck with him. For the rest of the movie, and by fucking with him, I don't mean sexy times. I mean, he goes to no ends to make this kid's life a living hell and doesn't stop ever. He is more terrifying and more more unrelenting than, say, a T-800. It is, like, seriously, it, it really, I just watch it again. If you are in the LA, in the Los Angeles area, you can actually go to either Vidiot's or cinephile to pick up the import Blu-ray, um, but it, it is re bar none one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. You'll never eat French fries the same way again, and you will never see Jennifer Jason Leigh in the same light 
ever again after seeing this movie. And I don't mean like, you know, Fast Times at Ridgemont High level. I mean, there is some crazy shit that happens to her that will just, it'll, it'll, you'll never watch uh, Dorothy Parker and, and her vicious circle the same way again either, I'm sure. Well, I, I, you can, I can assure you, I'll never watch that again. Let me say this about uh, the uh, never, you won't eat French fries the same way again. Are you implying that we won't eat them with our mouths anymore after we see this movie? Like what other ways? Um, <laughs> well, like well, at least at the very least, you won't eat steak freaks. You know those thick ones that look as okay. big as your finger. Hint, hint, I wink, get it wink. Now. Oh, I okay. see. All right. All right. Yeah. You've said you've said too much. Um, but I agree with most of it. Uh, it's a really good, scary movie. I saw it in cinemas uh, when it came out, initially came out, and have been a fan ever since. I believe I even owned the VHS for a while. But now the uh, VHS that you owned was, was likely a, um, Pan and Scan. This movie yes. is shot so widescreen, like, mm -hmm. and it, it looks more gorgeous than most, like, this it looks like a, a movie that like David Lean would approve of. That's how beautifully it's shot. Um, and and but again, it's been unavailable either letterboxed or in, in kind of in digital form for a very long time. I think you can probably get it on VOD in certain cases, but just give it a shot. It's gorgeous, but it is also incredibly terrifying. All right, excellent, excellent suggestion. There's not enough uh C. Thomas Howell love out there. Uh, was there ever? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Soul Man. Can we talk about Soul Man? No, we won't talk about Soul Man. I don't even know what the C and C Thomas Howell stands for. That's how little, uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, that's the kind of celebrity where I just never he was even remotely curious about what. I think it's Chris, if I had to guess, because his dad's a stuntman named Chris Howell, I think. Uh, but anyway, uh, Monica, you don't have to say as many words. <laughs> Sorry, I, I was just no, gonna say you I, know a lot about your subject, but I'm just saying you no, know, I, you, taking the pressure off of Monica. Yeah, you might be able to help me with this one though, because I actually don't like horror films. So the one <laughs> that I thought of, I actually probably need more understanding of because it is the film that I remember watching when I was very young, and it stuck with me so much that that might be why I don't like horror films. It's not really that scary of a movie, I'm sure, because I've described it to people because I forgot what it was called. I described it to people as an adult and they're like, oh, it's Species. But I could only really remember because she's, you know, she's the alien robot lady that needs to sleep with. She wants to get pregnant, right? To like stay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I remember this scene in a hotel room when she cuts her own thumb off and it grows back. And then she goes to like cut the guy's thumb off or so. I can't even remember. And I just like remember that film so much. And like, I think about it often. And I know I've never watched it again after that. And I feel like I need either people to go and watch it and tell me what what trauma I've sustained from watching this or I need to know more about the film. I also have always been a fan of Michael Madsen's voice um, and he's in that. And I remember that part was very calming. But otherwise, <laughs> I don't know enough very about calming. it. <laughs> it's uh, well, I, the dad from Free Willy. And so that was calming to me, I think. Yeah, I think it. Uh, I think that. Yeah, you probably don't know him from all of his other work because he's not. <laughs> he's not in calming things at all. <laughs> Quite the opposite. But um, uh, yeah, Joe, you agree that Species? That's a good one, right? That's a great movie. I mean, oh, like the, the, the blend, the blend of sci-fi and horror at the time. 
It used um, H.R. Giger's designs, uh, which obviously everyone remembered from the Alien movies, but they they hired him specifically to work with the effects artist Steve Johnson, who also did Night of the Demons uh, to create <laughs> the creature. And the, and the Tassa I Hendrix, did that on purpose, you know, stars <laughs> would go together. Yeah, she knew it would tie in nicely. <laughs> Plus, you never you never thought you would ever see Michael Madsen and Ben Kingsley like fighting to each scenery <laughs> in one movie, and Species does it for you. There you go. It's a good pick. All right, good for me. <laughs> yeah, I was a great like I, I saw Natasha Henstridge somewhere in person. I was just like you know starstruck most mostly because of that specific movie. You know, there like that really that really put her on the map, and it was really uh, unique in um, you know uh, getting to see her. Doesn't she? I haven't seen it in a minute, but I feel I feel like she French kisses someone to death. <laughs> oh yeah, in, in a hot tub. <laughs> Is this a movie about a dog? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's about a dog species, species. yes. <laughs> um, mm. Yeah, it's just about this alien lady that comes down and uh, makes a lot of trouble, and um, and I, I I like it. These are two. So far, we got two like classics. I think yeah. Rachel, if you. I know that you've only seen the five films, but of those five, <laughs> were, any were, of them any, horror? were any of them scary? <laughs> I, I, I would have to say the closest thing to a horror movie of the five movies that I've seen would be Rachel getting married. <laughs> I think I, think I can trust that. That's terrifying on a whole other level. <laughs> From the director of Silence of the Lambs <laughs> is Rachel getting married. It, it is a horror. That movie is horrifying. Like it, the tension. Uh, in and and when married. you find out what happened, I mean, like that movie gave me trouble sleeping for a week. So I'm going to say that was a horror movie. <laughs> I love it. And what did it get? Did you were you extra traumatized because her name was Rachel? Well, the protagonist's name was Kim with a Y for some reason. So I don't think anybody on Earth is traumatized for that reason. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's about she was attending Rachel's wedding. Yes. Um. Uh, yeah, the, the the Rachel character in the movie is, I don't want to say minor, but she's like, she's the least screwed up person in the entire family. Yeah, because it's like um, her husband sort of steps out at her right there at the like wedding, right? Or something like that. No, no, they get married. Like all, all of that is fine. The the core tension. How much am I allowed to spoil things? Oh, go crazy like on this one. Okay, so the movie is about... Yeah, I think it's like what you say about it could be a selling point to get people to watch because it just sounds like a movie about a wedding. This doesn't sound fun at all, but uh, go ahead. And it's and it's even less fun than a wedding. Yeah, but it's just fucking saying something. So what's the what's the tension surrounding? So um, the, the protagonist of the movie is this addict named Kim. Played by Anne Hathaway. Uh, right sorry my mic just muted oh. um <laughs> be feel free Wait to cut yourself hand. out if you're going to say something you were that was that was the ghost of jonathan demi going spoiler alert and he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell you his movie ricky and the flash he does the nobody flashes anybody the whole time um okay so what's the disappointing <laughs> the conflict is she's been in and out of rehab for 10 years because when she was 16 she was babysitting her brother and she was very high on Percocet and she lost control of the car and her brother drowned uh, 
So now she's a mess showing up at this wedding trying to hold it together. Yeah, and um, I mean, she's not even really trying to hold it together. She's acting <laughs> out because at this point, like, there's there's really nobody good that she can be. Like, she doesn't see any path for her to redeem herself or live any kind of posi positive, meaningful life. Um, and yeah, it's... I don't feel like I need to say at this point it's horrifying. I think you get it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's that's the scariest movie of the five movies I've seen. It is, it is really uh, strangely intense. It rem I, it, when I saw recently on that show, The Bear, the episode with the whole family getting together. Oh, for, yeah. That reminded me a lot of Rachel getting married, just the way it's just like, it's just, you know, endless, like all these people are just stuck together at, in this one spot and there's so much tension and weirdness. And, uh, but yeah, Rachel getting married was like, I think maybe the tipping point of like people who have this irrational hatred of Anne Hathaway. I think she's like an incredible actress and she's in a movie coming out soon called Eileen that I think she's great in. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, she was in your boy, uh, Joe's boy, uh, Nacho's uh, movie about the what's that movie called with the monster? Oh, the one with the uh, Ted Lasso in it, yeah. yeah um, Ted, uh, <laughs> it's it's, yeah, called, it's kind of generic, it's just called like mo the monster or the something, anyway, uh, like gig gigantic or something. Oh, fuck. I yeah, yeah, forgetting but anyway, she is terrific in that too. I, I think she's always good, but she's really good in Rachel getting married, but she's you know, a very frustrating character to. Mm. Like I could see people like that would be like the moment where they go, I'm just going to hate Anne Hathaway from now on because that. I, I think, she, she, I think it, she takes on challenging roles though. Like she's not yeah. going, she's not always going the, you know, let me endear to you and, and like always do devil wears Prada kind of yeah, stuff. She's taking on roles that are not fucking around, you know, like she doesn't care that she's, she's maybe playing unlikable parts. And the thing that I remember about that movie too, was that Jonathan Demi, if you see his, whole body of work he never used handheld cameras much and this was kind of like his dogma movie where it was like really handheld and feels like it was very um naturally shot so i think that kind of fly on wall feeling made a lot of people uncomfortable too mm. yeah yeah it's a ride. i can see that it's a ride <laughs> but i i feel like the anne hathaway hate started with princess diaries and i don't think anybody hated ha anne hathaway off of like rachel getting married like she so clearly killed that role and even though the character is very frustrating she's not a goody two shoes at all which is what people hate mm -hmm. anne hathaway for um <laughs> i'm kind of surprised yeah. that after that movie she didn't like get to play more of those super dramatic protagonist roles because she was so good in that movie I think she was even Oscar nominated for it. And then, you know, of course she won for Les Mis where she really, really went for it with the whole saving the head and everything. Like she goes for it. She doesn't mess around. Definitely. So, yeah. I guess I, that is a super dramatic protagonist role. I guess I meant why isn't she <laughs> in more of the exact type of indie movies that are the only movies I watch? Why isn't she in the <laughs> other five, or the, the other four that you've seen? Why didn't she get those two? You is know what? what she was in yeah. Brokeback Mountain. So I guess that's two out of five. <laughs> well, uh, I, I think you would really like Eileen if you decide to see a sixth movie. Uh, <laughs> she's I'll check terrific. it out. She's terrific. And she's, it's her and Thomas and McKenzie who's in. I'm guessing not in any of the uh, your other five movies, but uh, but she's a terrific actress as well. Um, okay, so those are great recommendations. It's like 
it kind of like kept ramping up like each each one was scarier than the last but <laughs> it's not up to me to decide what's the scariest i'm not in charge of that so uh i'll uh put this on the douglas movies account i'll do a little poll and see what people think is the scariest of of those movies i think it'd be hilarious if anybody watched rachel getting married this month based off of uh, this recommendation like it's a halloween movie yeah <laughs> yeah it fits it fits 31 days scary movies <laughs> it's his second scariest movie after silence of the lambs uh, Debbie, that's for sure it's like uh, the annoying know, the god version of die hard is the christmas movie <laughs> yeah same thing. <laughs> yeah let's start rachel getting married it's a halloween movie let's start that <laughs> it started here yes what time of year does the wedding take place it's probably in the, like summer or something but <laughs> something like that it'd be funny if it was really day and date all right uh Thanks again for the Rex. Let's go to a break before we play some games. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. We are back, and I'm still shivering with, I'm uh, just terrified at the idea of watching Rachel getting married again, and I just might do it, because I am watching 31 horror movies this month. Joe, are you on a, you're on a similar regimen, you're seeing horror movies every day? Every day, yep, I have our, have our list up, we're ready to go so that there's, at, at the drop of a hat, it's going to be like, oh, what's today? Oh, it's either Nosferatu or Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4 you got to be ready how does four four was probably uh was that a good one the rennie harlan uh quote-unquote classic what's interesting is that if you watch if you watch like one two three and four you go from you see freddy krueger as this horrifying little creature you know that is like invading people's dreams and making everybody's lives a living hell and by the fourth one he's a rock star so we actually <laughs> just watched it I mean, he is. He was. He was hosting MTV at that point. And when yeah. you get Rennie Harlan, the director, to, to shoot him, he's. You know, it's all about the funny ha-has, and you know, it's less about the scares and more about the gags. Um, I like four. My favorite one still. I think one is the best, and three is my second favorite. Four is up there, like just as part of the fun factor of it. It's it's a good Halloween movie that you can put on in the background while you're carving a. Yeah, because I remember that it's is it the one called Dream Warriors? No, that's uh, Dream Master is part four. Dream Warriors is the third one. Oh, Dream Warriors, <laughs> then Dream Masters. Who are and they? Then who the do they think remember this shit? <laughs> Me. Yeah, exactly. You, you know, any any uh, series of movies I'm a fan of, I do remember all the exact titles. But uh, uh, you know, uh, over the years, the Freddy's lost me a little bit. But I do. Uh, I do remember that, like, if you do a montage of Freddy kills and Freddy's violent moments, it's, it's uh, you know, over the years, there's been a lot of amazing stuff in those movies. Oh, yeah. Um, 
But uh, let's play a game that I just made up today for our first game that uh, hopefully will be a little easier for people who aren't just into uh, scary movies. Um, this one is called Name That Tune the Movie. Name That Tune's Movie. So I will name a song that was in a musical motion picture and then you have to guess uh, what movie it is from or you might just know it and then your guess would be probably the correct answer uh we'll start with joe i'll tell him the name of a song from a musical he gets one guess if he misses it we go to monica and then if monica misses we go to rachel and uh we just have a few rounds of this and we'll see if anybody gets any of these right because i don't know (laughs) you know i can't guess if one of these is in Rachel's five or Monica's how many movies do you think you've seen Monica? Oh, probably 16. (laughs) (laughs) But none of them were scary. Week 16. (laughs) Good. I'm about 12. I've seen 12. You just watch them over and over. You've seen 12,000 movies. (laughs) Most most times it's just Nightmare on Street part four on a loop. Hopefully (laughs) it's it's something off of the Nightmare on Street part four soundtrack, uh, which has some, some amazing songs in it. So let's see. Well, these Doug, aren't these aren't soundtrack songs. These are sung songs they okay. sing in the movie. Like the characters oh, stop okay. and sing like they do in all the all the great musicals. Got it. Or they keep doing what they're doing, but they sing while they're doing it. <laughs> and right. Joe, this first one, what movie do you think has the song in it called "Some Fun Now"? Oh God. Um... Mm, wait wait oh this is good this is good because this ends up how oh god i i'm so happy i was so nervous you're gonna pull out like some fucking vincent minnelli you know bon mot from the 40s but i can name this one and this is from a little film called little shop of horrors that is correct wrong? you did yeah. it god damn it wow yeah, that's one of the that cute, I know. Uh, so worked out great. Yeah, it's one of the cute peppy doo-woppy songs in the uh musical motion picture Little Shop of Horrors. Joe is on the board with one point. Monica. Yes. You're up next. Okay. <laughs> oh, and just as just a sidebar, if anybody's ever, you know, in the New York area, there's a uh, off-Broadway version of Little Shop of Horrors that's been running for a while now. They keep, like, stunt casting it with new uh, known actors. But uh, I saw it uh, when it, you know, when it first started, and it's it's really good. So if, you, uh, nice. if you're interested in that sort of thing, check it out. All right, Monica. Mm-hmm. What movie do you think has... A musical number, the song that's called Pretty Women. Uh, um, I'm just hoping this is with the theme because that one said horror. The only other scary musical I know is Sweeney Todd. Is it Sweeney Todd? Uh, you mean Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street? Oh, yes. The whole title. I didn't even know that was the whole title. 
That is the correct answer. Is it? Yeah. I don't know any other scary musicals. You, oh god. You got the right answer without even knowing the full answer. Very Do impressive. Women. Do I remember that? Anyways. <laughs> yeah. There's just a song where you know Johnny Depp in the movie is just going on and on about pretty women, and uh, you know he's got a bit of an attitude, um, because he's just a, a murderous barber. He's a temperamental barber. Yeah. Yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> I got to say, um, <laughs> I just recently saw Sweeney Todd on Broadway as well. And uh, it made me, everybody's loving this version, but it just sort of made me go, I think they nailed it in the movie. Because the oh, stage version is like an hour longer of, mm-hmm. you know, singing uh, the way they do. And uh, <laughs> and it's just also not as violent as the movie. Like I was really going in hoping, you know, they made it sound like, oh, this is really it's crazy how violent this show is. And it's like, yeah, people get murdered, but it's not, uh, it's not that, you know, the, the actual movie, Sweeney Todd, like the way every time he cuts somebody's throat and then does the chair that drops him through the floor, they always cut to what happens when the body hits the ground, which is the most mm-hmm. hilarious to me. Like a person's already had their necks cut, their <laughs> neck slit. And then we're still watching them eat it when they hit the ground. You know, it's like it's like a YouTube video that takes it too far. You know, it's just like <laughs> this was violent enough. <laughs> now we're going to add this. And then there's lots of uh, beautiful songs in there. But Tim Burton, like, really, like, went through and, like, cut whole songs, cut chorus. Like, he really he really did genuinely adapt it. And I think there's too often when somebody takes a long ass musical tries to turn it into a movie and they make a long ass movie and it's just like it's a different art form it should you know should maybe I love that movie quicker it's really good I I really I think about it a lot like I really it's just so uh tight and you know scary but also amusing and uh yeah it's the last time that I've seen a a Tim Burton movie because you know like we've been in this era of Tim Burton kind of making IPs his own you know, when he's been doing stuff for Disney and, and doing like Dumbo and, and Alice in Wonderland or whatever. But this was one where like you can tell he was like behind Video Village, like laughing every time there was arterial spray or seeing Sasha Baron Cohen getting dismembered. But yeah, the montage of all the bodies, uh, the, the, the bodies that they used in that are so well articulated. Like I had just recently just watched um, Frankenstein again. And if you know the movie very well, like there's a part where Dr. Frankenstein gets like thrown up and hits the um, the windmill. And it's clearly like some mannequin, like like maquette, like little puppet that someone stole off the street and threw it into the set. Whereas the I think it's KMB that did the effects for those. Those bodies talk more than the actors that actually played them. They're so beautifully done. Uh, and every time they hit the ground, it's like, oh, it's gut wrenching. But. Maybe yeah, my, my it's favorite like a, Burton movie in a while. Yeah, it's like they sl- they get their neck slit and then they fall and hit the ground in a way that like then their neck gets broken. Like it's like it's so it's, yeah. I do. I so remember extra. their legs being all bent up and stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you see the Broadway musical, they don't you don't see where the bodies land. You just see them, <laughs> you know, slide out of the chair. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, we got one point for Joe, one point for Monica. Rachel, are you ready? Yeah. As you'll ever be. All right. You can't you exactly. don't have time to squeeze in a sixth movie right now. You just have to go with your gut. And uh, I, I did have time to just Google horror musicals. I don't think that's no. cheating because I did it before you gave me the prompt. 
Okay, let's see if one of the horror musicals that you uh, that came up is uh, is the answer here. Uh, what movie do you think has a song called Hollywood Ending? <sighs> well, I'm guessing it's not Rocky Horror because I do know that movie and I don't remember that song. Um, I'll go with Corpse Bride. <laughs> I don't even remember how much singing there is in Corpse Bride, but there probably probably is some. Um, Google seems right. to think there was a significant amount. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, I know that, you know, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is like, you know, wall-to-wall songs, hardly any, just plain talking and that. Um, and of course, I love, I love that movie, but uh, that is an incorrect answer, Rachel. But heartbreaking great great guess joe do you think you know i i don't what, i mean I, either i'm called? gonna i'm gonna come up with some snarky is there any hints can we get any hints at all no i'm just excited that uh you don't know this one i don't know this one i like I, i'm trying to think of other horror musicals that would mm, shit uh i'm gonna go with Scream three <laughs> Incorrect. I, I, I knew. Yeah, I was waiting for the sound effect. Damn it! There it is. All right. Uh, is that everybody, Monica? I didn't get a chance, but I pretty much don't. I'm not yeah. <laughs> confident on, in it. So no, this is a tough one. Like if if anybody had seen this movie, or maybe Joe has seen it and just didn't remember that there was a song with this name in it. But I love this movie. I talk about it every year around the holidays because it's not only horror, it's also Christmassy. Oh, a bit know it now. God damn it. Yeah, it's Anna and the Apocalypse. Anna and the Apocalypse. Uh, Fuck! So Nightmare good. Before Christmas, so that's good. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know if, uh, yeah, I don't know if uh, Nightmare Before Christmas had a snide Hollywood satirical bend to it. But it <laughs> that's should. why I was like, that doesn't fit, but that <laughs> that's singing. <laughs> Uh, oh, but I do, I do recommend Anna and the Apocalypse to anyone who, uh, you know, likes musicals and but is not uh, too big on horror because while it has horror elements, you know, it's basically a zombie movie and those I think, I think people must be getting less and less scared by zombies because there's just so many of them these days. Like they're just yeah, people are getting demystified by them at this point. Yeah, you know, I just finally watched. I'd never seen Train to Busan, and I finally watched it. And um, oh, and what'd you think? You just talked about this, like, so how did did, did you did you cry? <laughs> it's very emotional at the end, which I was, you know, sort of expecting, but it's still packed a wallop. And then, but the other thing that I found interesting about it is they managed to create a type of zombie that is slow some of the time and fast some of the time, Ooh. and and they even depends uh, on their talk. mood. And they can even talk yeah. sometimes. Zombies so, have discovered a high intensity interval training. <laughs> yeah, something. Uh, well, they have this thing where they like as they're transforming into a zombie, they are really slow and they do these weird movements where they're like, it feels like their like bones are snapping. And then once they're full zombie, then they can just run. But they're dumb. They're still dumb zombies. They still just kind of run at things and, you know, are kind of aimless. Yeah. What do they say um, when they talk? Uh, you know, hey, I'm sorry that uh, I've been such a bad father. <laughs> <laughs> you did watch the movie. 
it's yeah it's it's uh it's weird how emotional it is and uh it's really good and i've i've been hearing it's good for years and so i finally watched it and uh, uh i'm happy that i did but uh this game is about to come to an end with a tie breaker because oh, oh, because joe and monica are, are tied and we have to have a winner before we can move on to commercials and another game and so joe it's in your hands this is all I, you know, I write these things down in a certain order and it, it just, uh, you know, works out in some people's favor rather than others. But all you have to do is tell me the movie that features the song Hot Patootie, Bless My Soul. Oh my God. If I get this wrong, I'm going to be fucking kicked out of the house. Uh, that would be Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry that didn't come up uh, when it was your turn, Rachel. Uh, but you know what? I forgive you. Thank you. <laughs> That's the only other no. guess I had, so I was gonna get it right. But yeah, no, you're there eventually. But I, I have to say, uh, you know, just doing this, I know there's not a lot of horror musicals, but the, the four that I just talked about, I couldn't recommend. I could recommend them all so highly. They're all such great movies. Nice. Um, yeah. So some actually based on stage stuff, and then some. Uh, I guess Anna and the Apocalypse is the only one that wasn't a stage musical first, but boy, that would be a great idea. That would be fun. Can I can I ask really quick? Has everyone here seen the live version? Rocky Horror? Of Rocky Horror. Yeah. Yep. You mean like going to a theater and have, listening to people scream the whole movie? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I was I, never I was did in it. a live version in college. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you play a specific character? Um, I was just an extra. I, I, I did it because my uh, pseudo girlfriend at the time was really into it. Um, and you know what? It was not miserable. It could have been worse. <laughs> it's fun if you're into it. But like if you if you wanted to see the movie or hear what anybody is saying in the dialogue scenes, forget it, because it's yeah, but they all have so like many when... call and response things that they say that you're just listening to an audience just shout in unison at the screen. <laughs> at least the last Anybody time I who saw goes it. to see. Anybody who goes to see Rocky Horror for the first time at the theater there is like the asshole who listens to the commentary before actually watching the movie. You know, like you have to at least absorb it once. Um, yeah. But it plays at the New Art, um, you know, still every Saturday. Uh, I went last year. I'd, I'd never been there before. I'd seen it many times at home, but never had the full experience of it. And yeah, it's it's a blast still. It's definitely uh, highly recommended if you've seen the movie a few times. Yeah, or you know, and it, it is such a different experience just watching it uh, on, on TV because I definitely started out with you know seeing it with the uh, you know at midnight in a mm -hmm. packed theater, people screaming. But that's because I was you know part of that original wave of it <laughs> of it becoming popular. Is um, it like a standard thing to have people act it out in front of mm -hmm. the screen? Also, yeah, okay, no, no they insist. <laughs> they, oh. they make that happen you know at, at least you know the last time i went it was a lot of people and you know and some are great at it and some of are waste some people are wasting space but it's just like any kind of <laughs> you know it's any kind I of like just, karaoke I... situation or something some people yeah. are gonna be great other people are gonna be like hey why don't you give the great people more time um, I, just, I feel bad for anybody who's playing janet because it's like okay you're trying to compete for people's eyes with susan sarandon yeah yeah, and then right. you're you're what you get for your trouble is being called a bunch of horrible words because that's like yeah. the, the movie 
when you see it with a crowd, Brad and Janet don't get a second to, to breathe without being just called every horrible name. Like they're just instantly, especially Brad, they just start yelling shit at him the second he shows up. <laughs> it's really, there's some uh, kind of some ugliness to it. It's a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of people sound angry uh, <laughs> when they're yelling at Brad. I feel like there's too much joy to really experience it as anger. It's just like, asshole, slut, we're so happy to be here. Yeah, it's true. Like, they love it, but they also, like, in the narrator, they give him such a hard time. He's just trying to tell the story. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you don't hear a word he says when you see it in a theater. Like, Oh, yeah, he gets heckled a lot. They just start screaming, where's your neck? Where's your neck? Um, All right, let's play another game because we gotta we gotta settle this thing. Um, Joe Lynch won that first round, and uh, wait, did I go to a commercial already? No, I didn't. Right? No. We'll be right nope. back. <laughs> Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. We're back. Oh, so glad I got that in. Um, <laughs> all right. Joe Lynch won the first game. So uh, he gets to go first in our second and final game today. And that could be really crucial if we get down to another tiebreaker because uh, he'll be uh, first if he's involved in the tie. Um, and the game we're going to play is called Weird Algorithm. I'll explain. <laughs> the Internet Movie Database has a weird algorithm where they uh, keep track of every person who acts in movies uh, and TV shows is uh, ranked by like this, uh, they call it the star meter. And for any motion picture or TV show, but we're talking motion pictures here, you can go in and take the regular cast listing that was how everybody was billed on the actual movie, and then you can refine it and change it to, you can rearrange the order of the cast in order of popularity according to uh, IMDb. So I'm going to name a motion picture, and then each of you, and I'll tell you three of the stars of the movie, like the ones that are typically top build and then you have to each guess uh the name of an actor in that film who you think is the highest ranked today according to imdb and uh if you get if you get the top build person you get three points if you get the second build person you get two and if you name the third build person you get one and everybody can listen to everybody's answers and logic and i'll even go back and and double check uh before locking in your answer and so two people or three people can all pick the same person but ultimately Uh, to win you should probably you know try to guess somebody different it's very strategic (laughs) and the good news for joe and the bad news for everybody else great more of that that 
these are I'm all sorry. <laughs> these are all horror movies. But oh, they star God. actors that are in all genres. In, in so, other types of films. Okay. Yeah. So you might, you might, you, basically you're just looking for the most popular actor in any given situation. But some Look, of these if he movies doesn't, also. If he doesn't name the Hitcher or Nightmare 4, you guys are fine. If you like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll be, it's going to be great. It's don't, Michael Madsen. Don't, That's don't what it you. is. <laughs> uh, so let's start with Joe goes first. And then we'll go to uh, Rachel and then to Monica. And everybody else, everybody gets a chance to go first. There's three rounds. So each round will be a different person going first. All right, Joe. Uh, the movie. Nightmare 4, Nightmare 4, Nightmare 4, Nightmare 4. <laughs> I do a lot of movies with the big casts for this game because that's fun. But this movie had a pretty small cast, but it's a very effective, almost as much a thriller as a horror movie called 10 Cloverfield Lane. Ooh. So it officially is kind of a three-hander starring John Goodman, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and John Gallagher Jr. But today, what member of the cast of that movie do you think Joe Lynch is the most popular? Oh, I mean, uh, the thing that I love about the movie is that the person that I would think being a big King Ralph fan myself um, would be number one is kind of playing a supporting role. And that's John Goodman. Um, I love Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Oh shit. Um, I'm going to go with my gut and I'm going to say that Goodman is number one, mainly because he is just a sizable force in the frame in, in every film he's in. Uh, so I'm going to go with Goodman. Okay. Rachel, what do you think? I'm also going to go with John Goodman because I think I've only seen uh, or heard of Mary Elizabeth Winstead in one thing. She was in Scott Pilgrim, right? She was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's the only movie I've heard of her from. So I'm guessing it's not her. And then the third person, I don't think I've heard of at all. So just based on that, I'm going to say John Goodman. Okay. Uh, What do you think, Monica? I'm going to, I don't, I'm going to go with a twist here and go with Mary Elizabeth Winstead just because. Yeah. It's different just to change it two. up, be different. Yeah. And okay. she's younger and cooler. I don't know. <laughs> I like her a lot. Joe, yeah. uh, are you locking in John Goodman or did you, were you uh, the other? No, no, I, I definitely, I'm going to, I'm going to hold because, you know, as, as much as I, I love me some John Gallagher, uh, I'm, I'm going to have to go with John Goodman. Okay. And Rachel, you're sticking with Goodman? Yep. Okay. Monica, you've done it. What? Really? Congratulations. Mary Elizabeth (laughs) Winstead is number one. According to IODB, that's worth three points. Number two in this motion picture is a voiceover. You only hear this actor's voice. Do you know who that is, Joe? No. Like like Bear McCreary, the composer, or J.J. Abrams? No. It's Bradley Cooper. (laughs) What? It's a voiceover for that. You know, he must be like on the phone or something. Oh, God. Oh, that doesn't count. <laughs> oh, he's. You know, I would have picked he, him, and then I would have been wrong anyway. So that's. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. And then, uh, and John Goodman uh, is number three, uh, and John Gallagher is four. But John Goodman's number three, and uh, so that's worth one point for Joe and Rachel, and Monica has three. So it's anybody's game at this point. Okay. I like that we it's still just get us off being place. wrong. It's hot, like the right. most wrong. <laughs> uh, Fucking Bradley who's Cooper. next, Rachel? Rachel, you go first on this one. All right. 
The motion picture is the most recent Scream film. They kind of did a sort of, not a reboot, but a, it's just a weird continuation a where there's, there's still like, yeah, there's the uh, numbers are getting strange. But this one is officially Scream 6, and it stars Courtney Cox, Jenna Ortega, and I haven't seen it, but somehow they managed to get Skeet Ulrich in there uh, from the very first Scream. So what do you think, Rachel? Is do any of those names strike you as being the most popular today? So um the way the first one went, it sounds like it's biased in favor of like more current or younger actors. One like who's ever in that. a lot of stuff right now? Well, yeah. yeah, the star meter is how popular they are right now, yeah. right? Not when the film was yeah. made. Okay. So there, somebody tends to like rocket up the star meter if they die. Nice. Like, cause, cause mm. people are, cause people are typing their Life name hack. into the search engine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so which one of those things do you think is the most popular now? Or, you know, you could name another, but I, I feel like you haven't seen Scream 6. No, I haven't. It'd be funny if your five movies you've seen are Scream 1 through 5. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Then you just dipped uh, just when you needed it most for Scream 6. That would be unfortunate. Um, I I think Courtney Cox was in Friends, and that was her big mm -hmm. thing. But hmm, they're probably not counting, like, streaming data, right, for old shows? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I do think she remains popular because of that show being, like, such a... I don't know why people are still so into it. Now when I see it, it seems it does feel dated to me. I watched one episode of it in fifth grade and I thought it was dumb even then. And <laughs> I I don't even have good taste. Like I'm not bragging about being smart as a fifth grader. It's just I guess I like different dumb stuff. Um Yeah, I'll say I'll say Jenna Ortega just because I think she's younger and that's it. Mm -hmm. That's fair. That's a Perfectly reasonable reason, Monica. And that that's what I was thinking, but now I wanna I'm gonna say Courtney Cox just based on this odd friends resurgence. Like I feel like so much of my algorithm is clips or memes or something from friends. So maybe mm -hmm. maybe a lot of people are searching her right now. So I'm gonna go with Courtney Cox. Okay. Joe. Now, uh, I'm going to go slightly contrarian. No, I want to go slightly contrarian. A, because that's the smart-ass way to go. And also, uh, I've seen the movie, and like the other Scream movies, I always have that opening kill casting that uh, like throws people off where they go like, oh my god, they brought Blanc into the movie, and they killed him systematically. Um, Samara Weaving uh, was in Scream 6, who I worked with uh, in uh, on the little film called Mayhem cheap plug uh but she also went on to direct uh to be in the director's i think it was one of their first movies the radio silence guys they called ready or not so they brought her back in for the opening and it seems like everybody's talking about samara weaving for one reason or another usually it's like hey is that margot robbie no it's samara weaving um and she's great mm. she's an amazing actor that said i don't know like it just feels like everybody is like on the um on the Ortega tip because of Wednesday. Uh, I think I'm gonna, if, if I wanna win this motherfucker, I think I'm gonna go with Ortega. I would love to say Samara Weaving. I bet you she's up there, 
but I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with Ortega as well. Okay. Um, is that everybody? Yep. Mm, okay. So. so Monica went with Courtney. Mm -hmm. Rachel went with Jenna Ortega. Mm -hmm. And so did Joe. All right. Well, this is a uh, this is interesting because Courtney Cox came up in fourth place, so that's not worth any points. Third place, another kind of surprise one that was uh, actor that was thrown in there that we hadn't heard of much for a second, uh, Hayden Pantier. Oh, yeah, she's in. Oh, that's right. She was because she was in Scream Four. Mm. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And then uh, Joe was uh, had good instincts about Samara Weaving. She really is uh, uh, popular these days for lots of reasons, but also the her and uh, Margot Robbie, you know, were out picketing together and got a lot of attention for that. And uh, so she's she came in at number two, and then uh, but Rachel and Joe were both right about Jenna Ortega just being just a force these days. Uh, she's very popular because of the show Wednesday and these two screen movies that she's been in. And so she's number one. So Rachel and Joe have three points. We have a very close game. Joe has four. Monica has three. And Rachel has four. And Monica gets to go first in this third and final round. Okay. And this is more of a thriller than a scary movie, technically. But it has plenty of horrifying stuff in it, if you ask me. Uh, and we're talking about a movie called Sin City, starring Mickey Rourke, Clive Owen, Bruce Willis, and a lot of other people. Oh, my God. Okay. Monica, do any of those three names uh, excite you? Or do you want to just name somebody randomly and hope that they were in it? <laughs> I mean, this is difficult because they're all not <laughs> currently maybe in their their peak you know yeah uh, it was a little bit easier than the other ones because you're like oh people are probably searching for jenna ortega right you know mm -hmm. uh, i think the one i don't know i've my my gut is saying bruce willis but then i'm worried that that's just what i know the most <laughs> you know like that's who i yeah. know is more about i guess and what has he been doing wait didn't he wasn't there some news about him recently like maybe he was sick or something yeah yeah uh, unfortunately well. he's got a you know uh it's not a dementia or alzheimer's but it's a similar something it's in that like ballpark that. yeah that's a just... really fucked up reason to be like oh maybe more people are paying attention but maybe Maybe that yeah, aids the, the, the meter. Okay, I'm going to go with Bruce Willis, mostly because right. that's who I know the let's most talk, about, But Yeah, let's talk to Joe, because he's probably seen this movie a million times. <laughs> uh, a few, yes. Yeah, who do you think? Uh, who do you think the top based, person would be right now? If we're going right now, I'm mm -hmm. going to have to go with um, Rosario Dawson, just because everybody's talking about uh, her new Star Wars show. Um, oh, and yeah, she's she's, gr she's great. She's great in Sin City, but um, uh, but I think that just based on popular hits and everything, those Star Wars fans sure do love their IMDb. 
so I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go with Rosario Dawson. Okay. Uh, what do you think, Rachel? I'll also go with Rosario Dawson. Yeah. Um, I, I think delegating is a very important skill in life, and Joe clearly knows more about movies than I do, so I'm just taking his answer. I like it. I like <laughs> it. You two both first me this whole time. Oh, I really, I really, I really hope it's not Benicio del Toro. After <laughs> <laughs> all that. Uh, okay, Monica, are you you want to stick with uh, Bruce Willis? Um. <laughs> <laughs> No, nope. I'm going to go with Rosario Dawson as well because oh my God. I did it in the other ones and now I want to I swear, I swear watch, this, watch like... this end up on some website about it's how to be Bruce an alpha male. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Now now I've 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 swayed everybody like uh, Henry Fonda in 12 Angry Men. It was Mad a trick. She's not even Dawson in the movie, is she? Well, yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny if she wasn't in it. He just sold it so well, but uh, right, she, yeah. she is in it. But let okay. me give you the, the full rundown here because this, this movie had a lot of people in it and um, uh, the order is interesting because all the way down at number nine was uh, the great Elijah Wood, who uh, could not be creepier in that movie. And then number eight is Robert Rodriguez, the director himself, who appears uncredited as a SWAT team member. And he's higher than Elijah Wood. Okay. That's yeah. You know, because, uh, you know, he's always got new stuff coming out and stuff. So people are looking his name up on the on the IMDb. And then there's uh, a seven great is- YouTube video of uh, him making breakfast tacos. I've never seen Sin City, <laughs> but when I was in high school, I watched this video where he tells you how to make breakfast tacos. And I made those well, tacos yeah. like probably 20 And they're times. great. He, you he would, his, his whole thing was that, and like when I was in film school, like when he started with El Mariachi and Desperado, he would do five minute movies, like five minute um, film school, where he would show you how he did it. And then almost as a parody of that, he did the five, five minute uh, cooking school. And I've made those breakfast tacos many times and they are second to none. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. So number seven is uh, somebody we don't see much lately. Uh, Vicky Rourke. Uh, number six, hot off of his turn in Oppenheimer as some random dick is uh, John Hartnett, uh, Josh Hartnett, excuse me. Uh, number five is one of the Gilmore girls, Alexis Bledel. Number four. Isn't that your profile picture, Monica? No, that's that's me. That's my face. But thank you. For- <laughs> Wait, really? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my actual she face. She's very Bledel-esque. <laughs> that's she so does. funny because my wife loves uh, Gilmore Girls. Now, now I'm thinking about that too much. But yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> number four was Joe mentioned him and was worried about it. Benicio del Toro, and then coming in at number three. Monica did the right thing by moving off of this one. It was Bruce Willis. Okay. Uh, and then number two, this is going to shock everybody. Uh, I don't know what she's up to now, but she's popular. Carla Gugino. Gugino. Oh, however you, really? however you want to say it. Another great mm-hmm. actress. And then uh, number one, you all did it. Yes. Congratulations to everybody. Congratulations to all the sheep out there uh, <laughs> for saying Rosario Dawson. Yes. Um, so we did it. Still keeps it. The I, same. I only know her as Cory Booker's ex-girlfriend. <laughs> but as soon as you said she was in some sci-fi thing, I was like, yeah, it's her. Okay, she's I also Eric Andre's as, uh, ex-girlfriend. I, I, yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um, all right, so. <laughs> yeah, from Rent. You're going to race to that one. Okay, so. <laughs> 
We got to really quickly uh, settle this uh, score. Unfortunately, Monica, you have six points, and Rachel and Joe both have seven. So it comes down to Rachel and Joe. And like I said in the beginning, Joe gets to go first because he won the last game. So he's really got the power here. We'll see what happens. Uh, Michael Gambone passed away recently. He played Dumbledore in the Harry Potter movies after Richard Harris passed away. But the oh, question yeah. is, if you get this right, you win, Joe. If you do not get this right, then Rachel is our winner today. The question is, between these two Dumbledores, the one who just died and the one who's uh, left us, you know, maybe 10 years ago, uh, which one is number one? Which one's higher in popularity on IMDb today? Wait, you mean like as in terms of the uh the actor or the Dumbledore yes. itself no <laughs> oh it's gotta be michael gambon because he just died he just died but uh you know it brought up a lot of uh, richard harris uh, interest because you know people just decided they needed to have a debate about which was the better dumbledore that is true well i'm gonna go with both my favorite dumbledore and also my favorite dead dumbledore and that's gonna be uh gambon He's just a terrific actor, and it, it, it bugged me that uh, I like Richard Harris too, but it bugged me that, uh, you know, people st- like Richard Harris started trending uh, on X, uh, you know, because people were making comparisons. And, uh, you, but you figured it out, Joe. That is the correct answer. You are our Woo! winner today. Yay! Everybody. Listen, everybody, all the listeners, it pays to watch movies. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes yeah not that often there's other there's other activities that pay off as well but joe you are officially our winner today so you get to do your plugs first tell us everything we need to know about sustainable flesh opening soon i don't know if uh if i, I we might just change it now to sustainable <laughs> flesh or or maybe mi- mysterious skin too um no suitable <laughs> flesh is uh i would i would watch mysterious skin too um big garaki fan uh no suitable flesh is coming out october 27th in theaters and vod it is a uh is a very horny sexy lovecraft adaptation cosmic body swap sexually fluid queer adventure uh it stars he- uh, heather graham barbara Crampton, judah lewis jonathan sheck and bruce davidson um it just played at beyond fest a couple days ago uh if you're looking for something a little different if you want to make your halloween a little hornier look no further yeah, it's it's definitely hornier than your typical horror movie or, you know, especially like zombie movies. They, uh, zombies, I don't, I'm trying to think. I don't think they have sex very often. No, because they, they, they usually devolve into biting each other. So, you know, yeah. unless you're into that sort of thing. They go right to the uh, hickeys and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Joe Lidge, for being here and continuing to dominate. Uh, I, I, I think it was an error on my part to book you in October. <laughs> uh, but I'll try to get some try to get some horror nerds on the next episode. Uh, Rachel McCartney, thank you for joining us and sharing. I think now we know three of the six movies you've seen. Five movies, please. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just trying to. I, I was engaged this whole time. I wasn't watching a sixth movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. What would you like to plug, Rachel? Uh, I will be opening for Gary Goldman in Cleveland on November 16th, uh, Hilarities Theater. And uh, then 
I will be opening for him in Chicago November 17th um, at the Vic. Very cool. And it's if you would nice like to follow to, me nice on Instagram to help, or so. Tickets to Gary. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. This this is very much a like, what do I have going on in my life? Oh yeah, I'm opening for this guy who does not need my help whatsoever, but I might as well brag. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Say hello. I'll just plug his Gary book instead. Me. Buy his book, Misfit. It's very, very, very good. <laughs> um, and follow me on Twitter at Rachel M Comedy. Sorry. Oh, um, perfect. I don't use that anymore. So follow me on Instagram and TikTok. Oh, okay. Even better. Yeah. Monica Navi. Yes. What do you got to plug? Um, well, you can follow me on social medias just at Monica Nevy. And um November 25th, I'm filming a new special um in the Seattle area. It's at a theater called Carco. And um, it is a holiday special. So all the jokes are about holidays, including Halloween and whatnot. Um, and then that'll come out in December. So yeah, follow me and keep an eye out for that. Buy some tickets for the live taping. Awesome. Um, I am going to be in uh, the aforementioned Cleveland on November 5th at Dunlop's doing a Douglas movies in the afternoon and a stand-up show in the evening. October 17th, the Douglas movies in Los Angeles has a new home, the Improv Lab at the Melrose Improv on the third Tuesday of every month, at least, you know, that's how we're going to start off and we'll see, we'll see how that goes. And all of my dates and deets are at douglovesmovies.com. Thank you once again to Joe Lynch, Monica Nevy and Rachel McCartney. What a delightful group. And as always, I say a last line from a motion picture. We'll oh, after we're show's done, we'll see if Joe knows what it's from. <laughs> Nightmares or dreams, madness or sanity, I don't know which is which. Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes it cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, cause Doug.